Adams stepped over no less than a thousand dirty and wet red flyers that had been dropped across the city like confetti, each one announcing prizes for killing a game's contestant, but he didn't dare stop long enough to read one. It might have been an hour, maybe twice that, since his flight from the field. He'd split at the sound of the cannon, away from the boxes of zombies, away from the weapons, food, and supplies. Away from the few things that might keep him alive for more than a night. But the risks had been too great, and he had to figure he could find a way to survive without supplies. The city was old, but not empty. Adam saw no people or zombies, yet, but could hear plenty of rustling from people or things, seeking refuge in frigid shadows and icy hollows. He saw, or imagined, proof in flickers he spied through cracked alleyways and crooked corridors. He wondered if those flickers were friend or foe, people or zombies, or all of the above. Extra players, a broken city, and the added element of wild bandits made these games different from the zombie-centric ones that Adam was used to watching. He wasn't sure if he was better or worse off. Part of him dared to hope and believed that maybe the sprawling city might make it easier to wait out his opponents. Wait for what, though? Who knew? All he did know was that the fewer contestants there were to deal with, the longer he would live. That's what Adam kept telling himself, over and over, as he made his way from one crumbled exterior to another— darting from shadow to shadow as he slowly crept down overgrown streets toward the city's long-forgotten heart. Adam peeked into the hollowed shells of several old buildings before leaving them behind. None seemed quite right, though he couldn't say why. Just trusting his instincts and training with the city watch, so he kept trudging forward until he finally found what looked like an old office building, charred on the sides from flames and covered in graffiti. The paint said something he'd only seen in the dark quarters a few times before, something he assumed was in relation to the underground. Blind the eyes of the oppressor with the fire of truth. Adam entered through a rear door and drifted from room to room, then floor to floor, unsure of what he was searching for, other than something to maybe keep him alive. The place smelled damp and, for lack of a better description, old. After visiting several floors, he'd found nothing of use. There were plenty of broken things, desks, tables, office equipment from another era, plus plenty of boxes filled with things he couldn't define, all wearing a thick sweater of dust. Hallways were patches of murky fog, dark shadows pierced by beams of bright light. Walls of dust poured through shattered windows to fleck scattered light through every room. Adam surrendered his search on the building's seventh floor. He was standing on the landing, one hand on the door, and about to head back downstairs when he heard something move from somewhere above him. Adam swallowed, trying not to let fear short-circuit his deliberate pace. He wrapped his hand around the thin metal railing and looked up into the light-peppered darkness. Adam felt like he'd run from so much in his life. He'd avoided bullies, he had not trusted Michael when he should have, and he had always taken the easier route rather than face what had to be done. He was in the games. He would have to fight to survive, and he couldn't let the first sounds of the unknown scare him away. He needed to learn to adapt to his surroundings and play the cards dealt him. He told himself he'd go a few more steps, just see what waited. If it was too dangerous, he could still turn around but he couldn't allow his fear to scare him off, not before he saw what he was dealing with. He 
He moved up the stairs to the top, turned the corner, and stepped into the first definite signs of life he'd seen since fleeing the arena. Adam saw no survivors, but did see signs of their recent presence. Discarded ration packs, broken bottles, and a portable solar-powered space heater with coils rigged in what looked like hands in a prayer. There was a soiled bedroll that looked awful to sleep on, though still better than the littered floor. Adam stepped deeper into the room, wondering who had been there before and how long ago they had left it. Lost in his observations, it took him a moment to remember, with a sudden chill, the sound from just moments before. Adam crossed the first room, then went into another. The second room looked more lived in than the first. Almost immediately, he found a pile of old clothes shoved into a corner. As he did each day, despite his daily desire to stop it, Adam thought of his...